Gracias. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices moreover that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Hello, I'm Pastor Terry, and I'm covering for my lamb, Sister Nina Griffin, today. And uh, you're listening to Save the Lost at All Costs. You want to pay attention to this. We want to open up the radio lines ASAP. And you can call on our local 702-650-5588. Again, that number is 702-650-5588. We want to hear from you. And then you can also reach us toll-free if you're outside of the calling area at 800-366-8883. Again, that number is 800-366-8883. So uh, we want to encourage you to give us a call, chime in on our topic today, which you'll hear in a few minutes. And I want to remind you that... uh, you're listening to us on KKVV 1060 AM, and to hear today's live broadcast and uh, the ministry being uh, going forth, you can also view us as we stream uh, live audio and video, and you can do that at uh, www.savethelostlv.org. Or you can go to KKVV's website at www.kkvv.com. Again, that is either www.savethelostlv.org or www.kkvv.com. Also, if anyone uh, has missed a previous broadcast, they can uh, visit Save the Lost at All Costs website. Again, at www.kkvv.com. Save the Lost LV.org and look for radio broadcast. Click onto it and listen for free. The gospel is always free on our watch. Amen. Additionally, you can go to iTunes and listen to the radio ministry broadcast, and that is free as well. So today I'm sitting in with Brother Vernon and uh Brother Vernon is going to give us the cell number you can call if you want to listen over your phone to the broadcast. Uh, Brother Vernon. uh, Hello, everyone. You can listen on your phone. And that number is 563-999-3194. Once again, 563-999-3194 on your mobile device. Amen. Amen. Now, again, we want you to call in. We want to encourage you to do that. Chime in on what... 
the discussion is going to be about today, and today we are going to be talking about the denominal or the denomination issue, not the denominal, but the denomination issue. Amen? Amen. Well, what I've done is I've gathered some information, and I really couldn't bring all of the information with me to the studio simply because it would take too long, and we only have just under an hour to do this show. For those of you who are uh, watching uh, as we stream live, uh, Vernon and I are going to wave at you. Amen, amen. I just want to again encourage you to chime in on our discussion about denomination, the denomination issue. Now, I have given Brother Vernon a handout here, and I was going to ask him if he would read for us a list of Christian denominations, um, and it is by number of members. So could you present that material for us, uh, Brother Vernon, please? Amen. Thank you, Pastor T. Uh, list of Christian denominations by m- number of members. Uh, this is the list uh, of Christian denominations by numbers of members. It is inevitably partial and generally based on claims by the denominations themselves. The numbers should therefore be considered approximate an article and ongoing work in progress with about 2.42 billions all over the world. Christianity is the largest religious group in the world. This list includes the Catholic Church, including the Eastern Catholic Churches, all the Eastern Orthodox and Oriental Orthodox Churches, with some recognition and their spin-offs, the Protestant denominations, the Protestants of the Anglican Communion, with at least 0.2 million members, all the other Christian branches with distinct theologies, such as Restorationist and non-Trinitarian uh, denominations, the independent Catholic denominations, and the Church of the East. Okay. So there's a box there on that mm-hmm. literature you're looking at, and mm-hmm. it shows the various uh, denominations that are connected. And this really is a very, very small list because mm-hmm. there is at least an additional between 360 and 400 uh, different sects that I was able to look at. But, of course, we don't have enough time to present all okay. of that. So if you would name off those with the number. Okay. Uh, the Catholic Church, uh, 1,272 million. Protestantism, 800 million. Eastern Orthodoxy, Eastern Orthodoxy. 270 million. Oriental Orthodoxy, well, in parentheses, Mayophysicism, if I'm pronouncing that right, that says 86 million. Anangelicanism, 85 million. Restorationism and non trialarianism 46 million. Independent Catholic denominations, 28 million. And then minor branches, 1 million. Okay, now... The first one that you called out that you were having a hard time pronouncing, if you could spell that too, 
the listening audience? The um, uh, products, products. Go back to the first one that you had difficulty pronouncing. Okay, the one I had different uh, was um, Orthodoxy, um, Eastern Orthodoxy, then Oriental Orthodoxy, Maya Phytocism. Okay, uh, spell that. That's M I A P H Y S I T I S M. Okay. 86 million. Okay. And the other one that you had problems pronouncing? Uh, Angelicism. Um, and then after that, uh, restorationism, which, and then one, the main one, um, non-trinitarianism. No, no, okay. I, I'm not even saying that Spell right. Spell it. Spell it. Okay. N-O-N-T-R-I-N-I-T-A-R-I-A-N-I-S-M. Okay. Now, what I could have done is went behind you and mm-hmm. and gave the pronunciations, but I don't want to waste time on something that really isn't that critical. Now, it is important that we get things right on right. this radio broadcast and we go live. So for everybody listening, this is not pre-recorded, that we go with what we have. But if we make a mistake or if we stumble, we correct that and we do it and we do it openly because we don't want to give anybody the impression that we think we got it all together and that we're perfect, we're human, and we make errors but we are willing to correct those errors when possible amen amen now here's the thing this denomination issue the reason that we're dealing with this because we know that minister nina's been dealing with some very sensitive issues here in the last few weeks and it all boils down to the authenticity the authority the infallibility the inerrancy and the inspiration of scripture. When we talk about, I'm pretty sure those who are listening, those who are viewing as we stream live, pretty sure everybody understand what authenticity is Mm -hmm. and authority. We do have individuals who challenge and who um, want to uh, contest the authenticity of scripture. Okay, that it's actually God's word. We, we, we know that there are those groups out there uh, that take that position. And then we know then there are those who have read the Bible and what they read, they believe they understood it, but they questioned if it was a sole authority or not. And then the infallibility, there are those who will because of a possible uh, grammatical or um, error will say well that shows that it, it's wrong or there it's a mistake well we know that infallibility means without error without mistakes mm-hmm. you know and then inerrancy means that it's not errant okay so there's no errors amen all right there's a difference in when we're talking about the inspiration of Scripture, which Theo Nusas, and, you know, if we read from 2 Timothy 3.16, where it says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for correction and instruction in righteousness. Well, the word inspiration, there's the word Theo Nusas, which means God breathed. Amen. So we realize that back in the days of the forefathers of Christianity, 
that there was no Bible that uh, they used papyri to uh, put scripture on and you know and most of that was Old Testament stuff but even when God spoke to the apostles we know he spoke to the prophets and they prophesied which means they spoke forth God's word but they were foretelling as well and foretelling means they were telling of an event or events that were going to come and then we know we have individuals today that call themselves modern-day prophets and they want to uh, speak as if they're one who has the same authority that the prophets of old had and that's wrong amen we have the entire prophecy in the 66 books, uh, the canonical books that make up the book we call the Bible, we, we there's no new prophecy for these guys who are hustling folks and saying, look, I'll give you your prophecy for the next year. Uh, that's a scam. Okay, the prophecy is in the 66 books. The prophets of old foretold. That was prophecy that was going forth and then in the New Testament prophecy was fulfilled in other words if we go to Isaiah 7 and 14 if you can get that for me right quick brother Vernon and and read 7 and 14 and then we're going to go to uh, Matthew chapter 1 and um, I believe we'll Begin reading at like uh, verse 23. So if you you get that, then you start reading at Isaiah 7.14. Isaiah 7.14. Uh, 7.14? 7.14. Okay, from the New King James Version. Uh, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call him... And shall call his name Emmanuel. Okay. So now, if we fast forward to about nearly 800 years later, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, Mm -hmm. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Which is translated God with us. Now, when you was reading from Isaiah, Emmanuel might have been spelled with an E. Here it's spelled with an I. And the reasoning is, if somebody say, well, wait a minute, it's spelled different. Well, you reading from what uh, translation came from the Hebrew text. And the translation we read in the New Testament comes from the Greek text. So that's the reason why one has an E and one has an I. But it's talking about the same person. We can't get that confused. And here's the problem. When we talk about the denomination issue, that we have all these different groups popping up and claiming to be God people. And they're teaching something. Now, everybody is a theologian in their own right. That don't mean they're a good one. Amen. Amen. And so I listen to the show as often as I can. And most Sundays I'm listening to the show. And I hear the call-ins that Minister Nina gets. And I'm telling you, if you're sitting out there right now and you got something that the Spirit put on your heart and you want to share with us, you need to pick up the phone and call in. Remember, we're talking about the denomination issue. And here's the deal. I've said this and I was taught this from way back by 
uh, some old preachers that, you know what, you have to be very careful that you're not eating off of too many plates. Because when you're eating off of too many plates, you get sick. Amen. And that's, well, one of the reasons why I don't eat at too many establishments in Vegas is because I want to be careful. I want to be well after I get through eating. Amen. And I don't care if you go on the South Strip where all the high-end hotels are. You better be careful about that. I remember being at work one night. I was working at the Bellagio, master cook in the main kitchen. And I remember going on break and this other brother that was there, me and him was the only two black people working in there um, as master cooks in the evening. And he told me, say, Joe, when you go down there for break, he say, eat the food you cook. Oh. Oh, man, Ben, don't worry about that. He said, okay, now, I'm telling you. <laughs> and one night I went down there, took a break, ate something, man, was so sick, security had to come and get me. Mm. I couldn't even stand up. Mm. So, it's the same thing with God's word. You have to be careful who's feeding you because you might get sick. Hmm. And in this case, it could be a terminal illness. Amen. 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 But we have all of these different denominations out there and teaching all of this different uh, doctrine. And you have folks that are carrying the message for this false doctrine. See, you know what, Brother Vernon, you was asking me earlier about the notes and stuff and all of that. Yes. I don't need no notes for this. One of the things that a believer in Christ should do is make sure that they are fully equipped with God's word. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to be a seminary graduate or a Bible college graduate. I am. You know, I'm a graduate of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, greatest seminary in the world, uh, by the way. But the deal is, is that I'm not saying that everybody, but sit at somebody's feet who's had formal training. I, I've said this for many years. Every church mm-hmm. ought to have at least one formally trained individual in their membership and mm-hmm. on their staff. It don't have to be the pastor. But I've known pastors who had wisdom, and because they weren't trained, they had somebody who was. Amen. So that when certain people came in, they could cater to everybody. They could cater to the uneducated. They could cater to the educated. The the, the whole bottom line is we have to get the word of God to people. This is about special revelation, and I heard Minister Nina talking about revelation on the last show and everything. Look, general or natural revelation is just enough to get us in trouble. Because when we look out there and see the sky and we see the star and the moons at at night and stuff like that, we know that there had to be a uh, superior or divine creator or divine designer. We, We know that by looking around. Uh, those people who believe in Darwin's theory, uh, the, the evolution uh, theory, and the Big Bang theory, uh, excuse me, but you're lunatics if you believe that. Because how could something explode and everything fall right in place? That is re- that's ludicrous. Mm. There had to be a divine designer for this stuff to be so intact. When we think about the... Uh, sophistication of a woman's reproductive system 
that didn't happen from something exploding and particles falling in place. Are you, are you, are you, what are you smoking if you really believe something like that? So here's the deal, man. We need to focus our attention on scripture. And when it comes down to the denomination issue, we have to look at scripture and see, is there anything in scripture that leads us to believe that there are all of these various different denominations when it comes to the church that was established after Christ rose from the dead. We can look in Acts and see the birth of the church. Amen. And we can see how they operated and how they studied and, and the way they were taught and everything. Matter of fact, we're going to go there. So let's go to Acts we're going to Acts, and we're going to look at chapter 3, and we're going to look at uh, some of chapter 4, okay? Amen. So, I'll tell you what, let's start, let's start in chapter 2. Chapter 2. Yeah, let's start in chapter 2. And I want you to start reading at verse 40, read down to verse 47, and then we're going to go to chapter 3, and we're going to pick up um, in chapter 3. And we're going to read uh, from uh, verses 18 through 26. And then on chapter 4, we're going to read verses 13. Um, well, no. We're going to read verses 32 through 37. So go ahead and start with uh, chapter 2, verses 40 through 47. Okay, this is Acts chapter 2 from the New King James uh, Version. Uh, verse 40, and with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. 41, then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Ah, so they it says that they steadfastly, they continued what? In the apostles' teaching, that's the Didache. Hmm. See, here's the thing. Uh, the Didache was, um, this, this was authority that was granted, granted by Christ. Amen. Okay. So what Christ was teaching was the kerygma. Now, the reason that there's a difference in the authority is because he is the authority. He just granted them authority to teach. But that's another thing, man. It, it just seems like today that uh, we have a bunch of churches, man, that, and, 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 I mean, we millions and millions, you was reading it. We, I mean, when you started doing the math, Millions and millions on top of millions of churches with individuals who were standing as God's spokespersons or mouthpieces or messengers, and they haven't had no training. Hmm. Right here, we see that the instructions they're getting is to sit at the apostles' feet and get the teaching. It says steadfastly. I mean, you know what? You there, and you there consistently, mm -hmm. and when you there, you're not there to have a party, no theatrics. It's about teaching going forth and learning happening. 
Amen. Okay, go ahead. Keep reading. Okay, 42 again. And it continues steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Verse 43. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. 44. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. Ah, had all who believed were together and had all things, things in common. common. They, they didn't talk about... Uh, whether they were going to be a part of a Baptist movement or a Methodist movement or Episcopalian movement, apostolic movement. And, and, and now I'm talking about, you know, because people like charisma, so they like the charismatic churches, you mm -hmm. know, the neo-Pentecostal churches and the offshoots from them. I mean, if you start with the Assemblies of God, then the Pentecostal Church, then the Church of God in Christ, the Church of Christ, uh, the Universal mm -hmm. Church of Christ. I mean, we go on the Apostolic Church and, and the Holiness Church, the Apostolic Church. We go on and on and on, okay? But the focus has to be on the Word of God, the, the special revelation. And, and without special revelation, salvation is not legit. Hmm. It has to be by the Word. Amen. Amen? Go ahead, keep reading. And 45, And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Stop. If everybody would help somebody, then there wouldn't be in anybody need. In, in, need. Need. in need. Says they all. Now, I'm not suggesting to those who are listening that they go and sell everything they have and distribute it amongst the folks that are poor. There's some folks that's poor because they. They want to be. That's right. There's people out here on the street that are homeless. I know. I've, I've talked to them. And they're homeless because they choose to be. Amen. But there are some out there that are homeless. And they're not homeless because they chose to be homeless. And they'll accept help. Amen. So I'm not suggesting to people that they go and sell all they have and distribute among the poor. But we need to know this about Acts. And I know I've heard Nina uh, bring it up before. Acts is not a book that we use for doctrine, for teaching. Because there are events in Acts that were one-time events. Mm -hmm. They happened yes, that right. time, and it was for that time. Amen. <clears throat> and not necessarily something that was intended to go forth for any period outside of the birth of the church. Amen. <clears throat> Finish what you have. Okay, there. 46. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Okay. Correct. So let's go to three. We're still in Acts. Starting at verse... Which verse? Okay. Uh, Eight. 19. 19? Okay, great. Uh, that's uh, Acts no, chapter... No, hold on. 18. 18. Okay. And starting um, Acts chapter 3, verse 18... But uh, those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. 
19. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Verse 20. And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before. 21. Whom heaven, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. 22. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise you up for, for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things whatever he says to you. Verse 23. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. 24. Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have also foretold these days. 25. You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. 26. To you first God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you, in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. So here's the, here's, here's the challenge. And here's part of the issue when we talk about the denomination issue. And I'm waiting for those callers to, to call in, to chime in. Don't be scared. Amen. Amen. Don't be scared. I mean, call in. Uh, but, but here's the deal. You know, if we have individuals who are standing before <clears throat> those that God has entrusted to their care. And they're giving them bad information. Or they're giving them bad doctrine. We're going to have a really big mess. Because here, when you were reading back in chapter 2 at the end, it talked about they came together in the temple and they had all things in common. Right. But prior to that, there was teaching going on in, in various places. It wasn't just in the temple. Amen. And we'll see when we go over to chapter 4. Uh, that that was the case. But it talked about what was prophesied. It talked about being obedient to and attentive to God's word when it's delivered by the prophet. And there's many people mm -hmm. who will sit before someone and will listen to what they're telling them. And they may tell them, well, this is what the Bible says. Well, they never challenge that. They never go and seek and search and find. I mean, when uh, I started co-hosting this show with Minister Nina, I was here as the resident theologian, and I would address the topics from a theological perspective and from a biblical perspective. But here's the thing. Nina didn't just sit by and listen to what I was saying. She started to back in... Uh, it up by going and researching to make sure that what I was telling her was right because that's what I taught all the people who sat under my leadership don't Amen. just take my word for it because you don't know how many different edifices 
uh, that are in operation around the world today where people sit and whatever that person tells them, they just take it as the gospel. They don't go and do any follow-up. They don't do any research. And half the time, they don't really know if that person is telling them something straight or not. And they'll go on because they respect them, because they think that they're a worthy individual. And they are misled. There's a whole lot of folks out here. When I look at all the different cults out here, man, they hustle. They work harder than uh, the believers that I know hmm. in getting out their propaganda and getting out their message. And their message is a lie. We don't work that hard to get out the truth. Hmm. But we need to. And then we need to have respect for the man or the woman of God carrying the message. And that does not mean if we have respect for them that we cannot challenge what's being taught and what's being said to mm-hmm. us we can go and we can follow up we can research we can make sure we get some understanding i mean with all you have at your disposal today with the bible dictionaries the commentaries the lexicons and all of that and then you know what take a class yes in hermeneutics that is uh, you know scientific method of bible interpretation for those who don't know Take a class. It's good. You know, find a church where somebody's teaching systematic theology. When we look at the biblical doctrines of, of the, the book we call the Bible and we put them together, that's systematic theology. But a lot of folks don't, when they hear stuff like that, you know, I, I go to churches and start teaching. Uh, you teaching over our heads. Really? Mm-hmm. You've been a Christian for more than 10 years? The stuff I'm teaching, you should know it. If you don't, then whoever's been teaching you, they've been shortchanging you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's how you grow. Nobody can indoctrinate you with some kind of false doctrine if you do what I'm suggesting. I tell you what, this problem don't just exist now. It existed back in Paul's day. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1. Okay, Galatians chapter 1. Yeah. Here we are. Just start at the beginning. All right, Galatians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Verse 2. And all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia. 3. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. 4. Who gave himself for our sins that he might... Deliver us from his present evil, from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. Five, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Six, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who calls you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Verse seven, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Eight, but even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Verse 9, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. 10, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Okay. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Said a whole lot. Mm-hmm. This is the church at Galatia. Okay. Paul gives them that great 
salutation. In, in, yes. In like he always does. Uh-huh. Tell them how great they are, sanctified in Christ. Amen. Full of the Holy Ghost, but I got a problem with you. <coughs> then he goes on to say, I marvel that you are turning away so soon. Say, man, you just got in this thing. Mm-hmm. You ought to be trying to get both feet in, get your teeth in good, and you already jumping ship. And that's how we, look, I can't tell you how many individuals I've met who claim to be believers. But when it comes to certain passages of scripture, they have a problem with it. Right. You either believe all of it right. or none of it. It's all inspired. At least that's what Paul said. All scripture. He wasn't just talking about the Old Testament when he used that term scripture. He was talking about old and new. Amen. 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 Because we know Old Testament is prophecy. New Testament is prophecy fulfilled. fulfilled. Okay. So the deal is we had a problem there. He talked about being accursed. And he said, look, don't let us and nobody else do it. In other words, just because you got a big name, you got a big building, you're driving a big expensive luxury car, and you have a smooth way of delivering the message, mm-hmm. and you got all of these theatrics going on, mm-hmm. you know, having a really just having a Holy Ghost party, you know, folks shouting, jumping, you know, but it's really not how high you jump, it's how straight you walk when you come down. Right. Well, yeah. Well, he said, look. Don't let anybody bring you anything else other than what you've been taught. And he talked about being accursed. That word is the word anathema. It means totally ruined. Hmm. And that's what happens with individuals. You think that those guys, Jim Jones and David Koresh and all those guys that had those uh, cults and ultimately folks died behind that stuff. Amen. You think they started out? They didn't start out that way. No. No, they didn't. They started out with something that was really close to the truth. Mm-hmm. Amen. And 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 they should have got a little closer to the truth till they got the truth. And then maybe they wouldn't have went so bad. Amen. But here's the problem today with churches. And I have... Uh, a little information I want to read from this uh, commentary material that uh, I have. It, it's entitled Living the Baptist Faith, but I'm not interested in or concerned with denominational preference. Okay. I graduated from a Southern Baptist seminary, but I'm not caught up in Baptist tradition. Amen. I'm about Bible. Good. Mine is about uh, it, it, sola scriptura. It's it's scripture alone. Amen. That that's what I'm about. So, Amen. but I thought this was interesting, and this is a good time and a good place to input this. The Bible is becoming less and less recognizable as the self revelation of God. Because knowledge has increased, humans have convinced themselves that they really know and understand God apart from the Bible or his 
natural revelation. Remember I said general or natural revelation is enough to get you in trouble? This is the reason why many denominations are lowering their standards in order to attract the world. That's the reason why we've got that uh, sensitive seeker movement. Okay, where they don't say anything to offend anybody. They're not going to preach about judgment. They're not going to preach about hell. Uh, Joel Osteen is one of those proponents of that type mm. of, uh, and, and that's not to say that he's not a man of God. He's not called. I'm just saying he's a good motivational speaker. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> but when it comes to preaching about what I just said, you know, he, he don't. You're not going to hear him. And there's a lot of these cults out here, uh, you know, uh, the Latter-day Saints or the Mormon, you know, um, no, they're not going to preach judgment. Yeah. So, now, this is the reason why many denominations are lowering their standards in order to attract the world. Watch this. While this may seem wise and prudent, it is in opposition to God's will. Watch this. We are called to be salt, not sugar. Amen. You get that? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't compromise God's word for anything or anybody or any group. And that's what has been going on with all of these various denominations popping up from who knows where. They're mm -hmm. finding a way to bring in the masses. But if we go to Mark, I believe it's Mark chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Let's see. Yeah, Matthew chapter 7. Start with verse 13. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in it by it. But stop right there. So because you see a bunch of folk falling over each other to get in, that don't mean that's the right, right place, place to be. That's true. But we have folks going in droves, falling over each other to get into these big places where we got these good motivational speakers or we got these smooth speakers but mm -hmm. and, you know, money raisers, <laughs> hustlers, okay? We can go on and on. But you know what? Because they see that it's a large group, they think that got to be the place to be. Mm. That's not what it said here. It says, enter by the narrow gate. Go ahead. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. And if you have a red letter edition Bible, you'll see that these letters are in red, which means that's Jesus speaking. Jesus Christ. Verse 14. Verse 14, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. You know, I said today, I was preaching at uh, Unity Baptist today, um, my message was only the master can set us free, Amen. or when the master sets us free was the, the title, but I am saying that only the master can set us free. Um, and one of the things that I was, I was pointing out, you know, 
was how church folk can't get along with Christians. <laughs> the people kind of sniggled when they heard that. Because it is naive of us to believe everybody in the worship service is a believer. It's just not feasible to believe that. We're going to have lost people sitting amongst us that don't take that next step to get themselves into the ark of safety. It don't make sense, but we will have that. We'll have people that will die in their sins rather than humble themselves and go before these other folks as witnesses to see them make a decision and take action to receive Christ. Amen. I don't know why they do it. it. It definitely don't make sense to me, but they will. You know, I had another bit of information here um, that I wanted to share with the folks. Uh, and this is about church polity. All local churches, regardless of their polity, and that's the uh, politics of government, polity, okay. should adhere to the directives issued by God through his word. This is critical if the church is to be the instrument that Christ desires. In the parable of the sower, it is evident that within each local church, there are those who are not really believers. Did I just say that? Yes, you did. Based upon this passage, does this pose a danger for churches that have a congregational style of church polity? Now, there are churches that claim to be congregational uh, in nature, but they're not. If a church is truly congregational-led, they're going to have chaos. Because you got people there that are on different levels of spirituality. And if they're on different levels of spirituality, they really don't know how to address some problems. They can't handle it. Amen. It has to be intervention from the leadership. So those people who say, yeah, my church is a congregationally-led church, if it is, it's probably in chaos. Hmm. Amen? Amen? Look like we have a caller. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's get back and finish Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. I'm going to go back. Amen. 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 Well, before we do that, let's take this call. Okay. Amen. Amen. Hello. You're on Save the Lost at all costs. Sister Nina, how are you, Pastor Terry? Minister Nina. Praise God. How you doing, Brother Vernon? I'm doing great. How are you? Missing you both, but uh, I'm where I need to be at this particular time. Okay. Uh, uh, Pastor, I want to say thank you, and Brother Vernon, thank you as always. I have one question. Yes. How does one prepare themselves for discipleship? He talks a lot about going through a, a worship experience, but how does one prepare themselves for discipleship? And if you can answer that, that would be great. Yeah, I'll I'll get I'll get to that. I'll get to that, and um, as soon as we cover this passage in Acts chapter four, then I'll address that. All right. Thank you, and God bless you. Okay. God bless, bless you. you. All right. Bye bye. Uh huh. Bye bye. Acts chapter four, and which verse? We're gonna do verses thirty-two through thirty-seven. 
Starting at verse 32. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. 33. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. 34. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. 35, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed it to each as anyone had need. 37, and uh, Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus. 37, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Okay, again, I'm not uh, suggesting or advocating that folks go out and sell everything they have. And, the, and and distribute it amongst the folks that need it because some of the folks that you'll be giving it to really don't need it because mm-hmm. they're not going to do anything with it. But we don't know who they are. Right. I still would encourage you to reach out to those who are in need. I had a meeting with uh, a, a, a mother that's a part of uh, the church, and she uh, wanted to just talk to me about the church and, and, and how it's functioning and all of that type of uh, of stuff, and uh, there was a young man who uh, we met at a McDonald's, and I passed by him, and he said, he just said, can I get a dollar, like that, Amen. and I didn't even answer him, I just went and set my stuff down, and then I turned around after I set my stuff down and walked back over, uh-huh. and when I walked back over, I asked him, was he hungry, Amen. and he said, yes, I said, okay, well, what do you want, he said, anything, I went up, bought him uh, a couple of those breakfasts, sandwiches Amen. and told him when they call the number you go up and get it and so i believe we need to do that Amen. now we're running down to we're at under five minutes now and uh minister nina wanted me to address people preparing for discipleship well first of all people need to find a church that's teaching the word mm-hmm. of god that don't mean that the first location that they come up on they go in and and join now go in sit through a service see what they're doing see if they're teaching amen because there's a lot of theatrics in las vegas there's a lot of places that they're just getting happy there's no teaching going forth and folks are struggling they can't get over uh you know the vices in their lives and and the issues in their lives make sure they're teaching the word of god (coughs) pray receive Christ, go to their new members class, and after that, make sure you are attending Bible studies, and don't let your only study time be when you're at Bible study. When you go home, you get in your Bible, get you two versions, get you one that's easy to read, an NIV, a good news, or whatever, and then get the authorized version of King James, get you a Bible dictionary, and some commentaries, and I can suggest some, if you could get the Wolverton Zook's uh, Bible knowledge commentaries, those are some of the best you can get, get that, and use that, so that you can be fully equipped, keep learning, carry the message, when you start to carrying the message, individuals will ask you questions. It's all right if you don't have the answers to those questions because lo and behold, when they ask you the question, you go home and make sure the next time somebody asks you, you prepare to answer it and stay in the discipleship mode. Once you become a disciple, then you need to make some disciples. And that 
is how discipleship grows. So if you're listening to this program, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, you need to pray and ask Jesus to be your Savior. If you will, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I don't want to be anymore. I believe you are the Christ. I believe you died and rose from the dead. Please be my Lord, my master, most of all, be my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you need to find a church that you believe is teaching the word of God. And don't just go by what they're telling you. You go back and do follow-up and do research and find out if what they're telling you is actually lining up with scripture. And then you get baptized so that you can make a public announcement that you're doing all of that to show people who you've chosen to follow. And do that immediately because none of us know when it's going to be our time. Hebrews 9.27 says, As it is appointed unto man once to die, then cometh the judgment. We thank you for listening. God bless you. Don't forget to save the lost at all costs. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.